0: Happy Friday, everyone. You're listening to the Football Friday Podcast, brought to you by the Morning Times and the Daily Review. Joined, as always, by Logan Hill, David Goff, and Johnny Williams. Happy Playoff Football Week to all those who celebrate. We made it. Regular season's over in the NFL. College is officially over. And all our teams are in. So kudos to us. Congratulations, boys. But before we get into any of that, we're going to talk some high school roundup with David and Logan. And before we do that, let's talk about the Jolly Farmer. Jolly Farmer in Waverly. It has all your needs for beer, chips,
1: soda, donuts in the morning, if that's what you're looking for. Great frozen food selection. A lot going on at the Jolly Farmer over in Waverly. I enjoyed my time there, Johnny. I know you've talked about enjoying your time. Kirk and then David, we're still trying to get you there.
2: In my defense this week, it snowed. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> 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 snow
3: Fair is enough. the perfect reason to go to <laughs> That's what I'm saying. downtown That's what I'm
0: waverly saying. they got everything you need great beer selection craft beers domestic beers really anything you could think about drinking they got it and of course chips donuts like logan said soda anything you want the jelly farmer in downtown waverly's got it so, I'm going to turn it over to David and Logan. Talk me through some high school sports. I know we got some breaking news. New York State released their All-State selections yep. for football. We got some other sports in the hopper. Talk me through it, guys. David, let's start with you.
2: Yeah, so uh, the All-State teams this Wednesday afternoon was just, was it right now, 1230? Something like that.
0: Yes, it is 1240 p.m. on a Wednesday. All right,
2: well, 40 minutes ago. Got to fix my watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 40 minutes ago, as a this recording we have received the all-state teams for class d and class c and class b i guess for uh new york high school football and plenty of waverly and tioga representation on this one we got 10 total tioga kids in class d rep, uh, represented in some way and 11 total waverly kids in class c represented in some way you got seven first teamers from tioga caden bellis the quarterback for tioga player of the year in the class d level he, with, in the first team, he's joined by running back Drew McHumber. He's joined by the receiver Valentina Rossi, offensive lineman Tate McCauley, you got receiver Evan Sickler, and then the all-time leading uh, extra point getter in the season, Gavin Fisher, is also on the list, fittingly. And then you got Usman Dunginson on first-team defense. Honorable mentions go to Carson Sendoni, Garrett Godfrey, Cameron Rott, and Gianni Silvestri. So, yeah, you got 10 Tiger kids off their third uh, straight championship. Many of these guys have experienced all three of those championships uh, going out with a, uh all-state nod. And then you get Waverly. Joey Tommaso ends his career as a co-player of the year for Class C with Eric Arbogast. He is a receiver for James O'Neill that had 1,500 yards receiving. He is co-player of the year with Joey Tommaso. Uh The the quarterback from Fonda Fallenville that Waverly beat was the first team quarterback for the class C level. Okay. Uh, but for Waverly, uh, other first team nods are Jay Piper and Xavier Watson as receivers. Place kicker Hogan Shaw was a first teamer. First team defense was Cam Hills and Troy Beeman. And then on the third team offense was tight end Matthias Wells. He Wells and uh, the quarterback from Fonda Follinville, two of the, Two of three freshmen on all of the All-State lists for Class C. Third-team defense is Colson Keithley. And then honorable mentions include Jake Van Halton, Jacob Benjamin, Carter George, and Ben Shaw. So a lot of representation from these two schools in these lists.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Those guys some very well-earned honors. Obviously, we followed them all year. Maybe a little clap it up. Good job. Yeah, good job. That was that was a lot to read. Good job. A lot to read, which is, I mean, a kudos to those guys at both Tioga and Waverly. That many kids making an all-state team, which at a lot of schools, you might get one, and a lot of them get none. So big shout out to those guys. We followed them all year. Great coverage from both David and Logan. And again, well-earned honors. Congratulations. How about on uh, what do you got, Logan? I have four uh, PA football writers, all states. It's a little. It didn't just come out today, but okay, yeah, since we're me.
1: talking about it, uh, it, Tawanda's Riley Vanderpool was selected as a defensive back. Uh, Troy's Jed Feldmeyer selected on the offensive line. Brady Spalding selected as specialist uh, handled their kicking duties. Was also on the soccer team. That will always be cool to me, being able to play multiple sports at once. Uh, and then finally, it was Canton's Hudson Ward was selected at linebacker. So four more on top of all those Waverly and Tioga ones on the New York side. Just a great time for all these athletes to get recognized.
0: Yeah, fantastic following all their careers. We hope we get to see some of them post-high school continue their careers in football. I'm sure we will in both the Morning Times and Daily Review coverage areas. Speaking of that, how about what else we got going on in sports um, this week? And to recap up last week, guys.
2: I was at... Tioga wrestling for the first time last week, well, a, a week ago from this podcast uh, recording right now, and it, Tioga wrestling is just going to be a machine all season long, which is un, not unexpected. They won sixty-seven to six over Moravia at the one I was at, and uh, Jaden Dunganson, who I believe is a sophomore, he had his one hundredth career win in that. And then the next night I wasn't there, but they went to marathon and wa- proceeded to win that match seventy-eight to nothing. So uh, Tioga wrestling doing. It's just like the football. They're Tioga <laughs> doing Tioga, Tioga thing. things. Um, and the night after that, I went to Waverly Girls Basketball against Shenango Forks. And, you know, early rivalry game. Both teams were 3-0 in the stack. So it was an important early game. And it was a basketball game I've never really quite seen before. I've, you know, we've all seen 20-point comebacks and stuff like that. And Waverly was... Waver, Waverly had a 25-8 to lead early in the third quarter. Total command of the game because Shenango Forest could not buy a shot. They missed twenty-seven straight shots, and it's not because they were just heaving the ball up. They just they got so many unlucky bounces. Even in, inside shots just weren't falling for some reason. And then after the twenty-seven straight misses, they go for they go twelve of their next sixteen, get themselves back in the game. They were within two points, maybe seven, point, seven times in the fourth quarter. So, they Waverly had to hang on. They eventually did, 58-52. Uh, Breland Bells had two uh, two really big plays and moments in that game to keep Waverly on top. So, it was a really fascinating game to watch because I was like, oh, this is an easy game story to write. And all of a sudden, it was a close game. And then on Friday night, I was at Sarah Boys Basketball for the first time, and they, were, they had a two-game losing streak going into that, and they... They played maybe some of their best ba- best basketball all season long. They won 70 to 46 over North Penn Liberty. And uh, Nick Pelicano had 24 points in that game. And he was. Sarah was so good at the transition basketball in that game where they would get the rebound, they would get a steal. And Pelicano's 50 feet the, going toward the hoop. And he's in front of everybody, almost cherry picking in a sense. But he's not. He's not. He's. That's a bold accusation. It's not cherry picking. It's not, but I say almost cherry picking. He wasn't cherry picking, but like he's spreading the break. He's running the break. He was. It was a fast break. He was ahead of everybody, and uh, they used that a lot in that game to break away from North Penn Liberty. And there was uh, head coach Paul Blythe was really happy with that effort after the game. So that's uh, pretty much what I've seen over the last week. Yeah,
0: we're kind of in that time of the year where. Guys are starting to get their feet under them a little bit. A lot of reps, a lot of games. We should start to see some of these players around the area take that next step of where they're going to be at this season. How about you, Logan?
1: I had a a very busy uh, last couple of days. It started off with uh, Wailusing and Tawanda Girls Basketball, I believe, Wednesday last week. And it's funny. You talk about Nick Pelicano. He actually came up. He was at that game, and he comes up to me, and he goes, are you coming to our game this Friday? And I said, no, I won't (laughs) be there. Someone else will be. And then he just uh, talked about bass. He said it's been an adjustment for him. Uh, because he's so used to having Jackson Hubbard uh, last year and to handle kind of that scoring load and do all that. So he's kind of having to assume that role a little bit. So he said it's been an adjustment, um, but he was – it was cool to have, like, an athlete say, hey, are you going to come cover yeah, our game? Fun. It's it's a cool thing. But I was at the Wailusing-Tawanda girls game, and that was a great game, obviously. Anytime Wailusing and Tawanda get together, a little bit of a rivalry, no matter whether it's on the wrestling mats, on the basketball court, badminton match. Uh, <laughs> Tawanda ends up winning that one. Brim Woodruff had, I believe, a 15 of 20 showing from the free throw line in that game. So anytime you could knock down free throws, she led the team. I think as a team, they hit around that percentage. Anytime you can do that, you're going to put yourself in a good position to win. It was a back-and-forth game, and it was close down to the final final horn. So that was a good game. And then after that, I had some Troy and Athens wrestling. Athens took that one by a wide margin. It was close throughout probably the first five matches of the night. And then that's the thing I'm still trying to learn about with wrestling is um, just because of, I guess, roster sizes. You throw three forfeits in a match. It goes from a close match to a not close match yep. real quick. So that kind of happened. And then Athens um, had some had some winners and they pulled away there. But still a lot to like, I think um, a couple of marquee guys in, in those matchups. And then after that, I had Troy Athens basketball in a game that I thought was going to be a, a really good game. I expected Troy to win just because everybody they've played this year. They've kind of it, it's perplexing. They don't stop. The, the jump ball is tipped. They tip it back. They get it or they don't get it, and then they go for 32 minutes. It doesn't matter which five guys are on the court. They're going to hound you on defense. They're going to run their offense fast and as efficient as possible. And... Um, talking to some of the Troy players after the game, uh, they kind of consider Athens to be a little bit of a rival. It sounds like last year Athens swept them, okay. and uh, there was some jawing, whether it was from student sections or other players. So they came into Athens Friday night and just handled business. It was 22-9 to nine after the first quarter, and from there on Troy was able to just kind of play their game. Still, I, there was a couple of bright spots from Athens, but uh, they were 6-3, and three, and I don't think that this is the end of the world for them. But
2: Troy is 10-0 now, right?
1: Yeah, and if you talk to their coach, he would... Rather, they be zero and zero. They don't care about what their record. And I mean, that's honestly what you would say. Bob Woodward, uh, the mark of a good coach, right? Yeah. Is we're, they were He said to me, these are high school athletes. We're just trying to get better every day, which doesn't exactly make my job the easiest to maybe write the <laughs> enticing story. But it's something I can respect and something I can appreciate. Like it's it's about. Peaking at the end of the year, it's about playing well as a team and all that good stuff, and and that's the thing that interests me most about Troy is so they won the Mountain Madness tournament. Lance Heasley was the MVP of that, and then they won the their section in the Elmira Josh Palmer Fun Tournament over Christmas break. Uh, Colin Loveland takes the MVP of that, so anybody can can do it for them. It can be a different high scorer every night, and they just play as a team. So that was that was an interesting one and a fun one to write afterwards. This and Troy boys'
0: class is on quite a run this season. Yeah, this uh, year
1: senior, and I think I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of it might be junior lad. And there's definitely a bunch yeah. of seniors, but some some juniors too. So a good and even some younger guys, some sophomores making key impacts. Other than that, I had uh, Wailusing-Williamson basketball to start the week. Uh, Wailusing's been, they've been in a lot of games. Their record doesn't reflect that. Uh, they had Tawanda Wailusing Friday night when I was at Troy Athens, and that was a great game. It sounds like they were up in the second half, and then um, they come back to uh, fall to Tawanda. Tegan Irish, I could write about him all day. He, it's. In the two games I've covered for Tawanda this year, he's done something crazy down the stretch in each of those games to kind of right. put name, the win into place. But name to keep,
2: name to keep an eye yeah, out for Yeah, absolutely. Us. A
1: name to keep an eye out for. It's one
2: of my favorite names, Teagan Irish.
1: Luck of the New Irish, name. right? That's the easy, low-hanging fruit. Sometimes yeah. it's there. Got to use it, though, right? <laughs> but while just they jumped on Williamson from the go. They hit five three-pointers in the first quarter. They were up 26 to 13, I think it was, after one quarter. So good for the Rams to kind of get back in the winning ways and talking to their coach, Brent Kyes, afterwards. He said, look, we've been in pretty much every game we've played. We just need to start seeing the ball go in and and finish some of these games. It's down to the last three minutes. So that's, again, another conversation about wanting to peak as the season continues to chug along. That was interesting perspective, and it's always good to see a team that, that's maybe not been getting it done in the win column get back into it. So that was Monday. And then yesterday, Tuesday, heck of a Tuesday around the Valley, around Pennsylvania in general, I guess I would say the only NTL event in Bradford County that didn't get postponed was Sarah Canton girls basketball. That was a nine to seven game in favor of Canton at halftime nail biter. Nobody could really seem like everybody was struggling to hit a shot. Um, a random aside, Canton's gym has a fan in it that, not like a fan like a parent or I'll anything say what like kind a, of a literal fan and it's a giant fan and it was running during the game I don't imagine it would but I feel like I would feel weird <laughs> about that if I'm coming down on the wing to shoot a 3 and there's just like a current above me there's a jet turbine who, above yeah, you. who knows but <laughs> got to play the element yeah I guess like there, there was a gigantic American flag on the back wall and it was blowing like so there was <laughs> wow. there had to be some effect Regardless, uh, Canton comes out 17-0 run to start the third quarter. Kalen Van Noy and Kendall Kitchen Show, I think they combined for all the points in that stretch, and it was just they
0: took care of business at home and got the win over So, and now I'm here. So that was my week in review. (laughs) So if you want great coverage like that from Logan and David in print, you can check out the Morning Times and the Daily Review daily all throughout the winter sports season they'll have great coverage for you they're doing a tremendous job and it's only going to ramp up as we get further into the season so again check out both the morning times and daily review print editions for more coverage from david and logan that's really it for the high school roundup we do that every week we'll have next week's stuff every Friday for you here on the Morning Times website, Football Friday Podcast. We'll eventually transition into a different name as we get out of football season. The okay. Kirk in Show. It could let's be. Not, let's not do that. We could do that. It's in the <laughs> hopper. It's out there. We'll think about it. We're going to move on to college now. The national championship is complete. The college football season is over. Boo. Michigan beats Washington 34-13. to 13. Ran away with it a little bit in the fourth quarter. But other than that, what did you guys think of the game? I... I love college football I, I watch every week. I kind of thought the game was a little bit ho-hum boring throughout it, it was. Did anyone feel bored? Did anyone just think it was maybe just a lack of competitiveness? What do you guys think? <laughs> we'll start we'll start to my left this time we'll go with Johnny.
3: Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was boring. I tuned in, I tuned in a, a little bit late and I was immediately ready to turn it off because it was already fourteen three by the time I turned on and hats off to Michigan's defense. I got to give it to them. They, they gave uh, Penix fits. It's just, they, the defense was as, was as advertised. It showed up It slowed Washington down. They just couldn't get anything going. Penix got banged up. It's just one of those things, and it just turned out to be kind of a, like you said, a ho-hum yep. football game. But if you love great defense, then you saw that out of Michigan.
0: Logan, more impressed with Michigan, more disappointed with Washington. I'm in the same boat as Johnny. Okay. I was coming out of that y losing
1: game, uh, and it was 14-3 to by the time I was able to check the game. You you used the word ho-hum, and that's kind of what I agree with. Uh, Michigan's defense, just watching them against Alabama in the semifinal, it says, and... and I'm not going to pretend that I've watched college football super closely this year. I have watched games, but I was blown away with just, especially their defensive line play, but just the swagger that that defense, uh, exudes, eludes, whatever the word you want to yeah. use is. Hey, that rhymes. Um, <laughs> but bar, they just, it's why like you and, wrote the palm a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, when you got a gift, you got a gift, but, um, it comes back to that whole, like idea, like the PAC 12, the ACC, like that's not grown men football, right. so to speak. And, once. Michigan was in front. They could lean on you with the run game. They got great running backs back there. Blake Corum, Zonovan Edwards just able to do a um, couple big runs whatever, early from yeah, both whatever. of them. Did I say Zonovan? It might be Donovan. Donovan. Uh, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. He had two cooler. big touchdown like bursts. Yeah. yeah. David, what would you come
0: away Wait, with? Wait, don't. That game? I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm right. not done yet. <laughs> I need big to say there from you. We,
1: we sat here at this round table I need cues. and the picks went Washington, Washington, yeah. Washington. Oh Someone God. said it was got Michigan's it. year. And that this is my last thing and then you get
0: to talk, David. <laughs> Who's (laughs) it better than us. Oh, yeah. Nobody. Uh, boy. Give him the old Jack Harbaugh.
2: (laughs) I don't don't hate that whole thing, but it was so overused over the last... Hey, the Harbaugh's are
0: living good. The Harbaugh's are living good.
1: Thank you for bearing with me, listeners of this podcast.
2: So there was not a point in that game where I felt like Michigan wasn't the better team. They deserved it. They earned it. I'm happy that Washington made it interesting enough. Last year's championship was a joke. Georgia destroyed TCU. It was... Damn. Done, like yeah. five minutes the it was game.
1: it was so much of a joke that we I mean i was at home still and i was watching it with my friends and we were trying to decide if we should have bet the spread for georgia at <laughs> halftime yeah the live. it was like 45 that yeah. at like yeah. four touchdowns <laughs> we're like there's no way tcu and we didn't end up betting it but that, that's how much of a joke that yeah, game was. it was
2: a horrible game so i, I was credit to washington for I mean, Edwards had those two long touchdown runs. It's like, oh, this is going to be a bad game. Michigan's going to dominate. Credit to Washington for making it a game somehow. I mean, Michigan's offense kind of teetered off as well a little bit. So Washington, Washington's defense adjusted and all. And yeah, to I, I'm, glad, that, I'm glad it was a seven point game in the fourth quarter. Like it was at least interesting enough. But it was never a point where it felt like, oh, Michigan's like. They never felt in trouble. Yeah, yeah they yeah. never yeah. felt in trouble. That's ma- probably it good. Was way like, to put ma- ma- it maybe Washington could steal something here, but it would be a stolen game. Steal if
1: it something like signs? Like sign?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I, d- I do Little not. hanging ha- fruit. I do not have the energy to say asterisk for Michigan for this championship. They are better than everybody. else. They went fifteen yeah. and zero. They, 15, they won every yeah. game.
0: And Harbaugh was suspended six games this season after the sign stealing scandal, and they were exposed. And you could say they couldn't do it anymore. All they did was beat Ohio State, beat Alabama, and beat Washington. Also, so, there's H- no asterisk. Harbuck
3: w- was suspended for like 18 hours if we're going to do the math.
2: <laughs> Six games. Uh, <laughs> or 24 hours in college football time. Yeah. Uh, but I I feel for Penix, man. Like that, He got beat up. Got he beat did, up for sure. Up. Not a lot of time to throw back there. He, and I'll say this, the, uh, Michigan never fell in trouble. They felt like the better team all game. He missed that one big fourth down throw that was like a wide open touchdown pass that he hit the guy in the first quarter. That would have sparked Washington early in that game. And then in the fourth quarter, I think it was still a seven-point game at this point in time. It was third and seven or whatever from midfield. Got, he kicks it out to the right side. Easy first down, but the guy looks ahead while the ball gets to him, so he drops it. Those two plays, they go differently who knows how this game plays out, but it's Michigan was 100 percent the most deserving team to win this. What thing.
0: kind of what NFL uniform does Michael Penix look great in? <laughs> Falcons, Bills, nah,
1: <laughs> just kidding. He's going he's, Falcons would be a good one. Falcons, the Dirty yeah. Bird with the red helmet. The
2: Trying to think who out the there, who Atlanta leads D- quarterbacks.
3: quarterbacks. I like Falcons for that.
1: I don't know who.
2: Not Commanders first, should be a first nah. round pick. Steelers. Never, Please never do
1: that again. Please <laughs> never do that again. It sounded like a hose blowing. Sorry. Yeah, Pitt, sorry. Pittsburgh could be a quiet one. Be what do you mean? They have their quarterback of the future in Mason or, Rudolph. We'll, five, no, we'll get there. No, 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 we'll, no, get there. we'll get there. We'll get
0: it. there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's transition to the NFL first. Once again, we want to thank Jolly Farmer, our 2024 sponsor. They were great all last year with us. They'll continue to be this year. All your convenience store needs. Donuts in the morning, beer, chips, anything you could need for... Again, all your convenience store needs. They got it in downtown Waverly. Trust me. We've all been there except David. But he'll get there. <laughs> get to Jolly Farmer because they do have everything you need in terms of convenience store. I'm sorry. You'll get there, David. You'll get there. The NFL, we're into the playoffs, guys. Before,
1: yeah. It's kind of becoming a played out bit on this show, but.
2: Nobody trying- Gotta start there, right? They're in. Some weeks it's a troll, some some weeks it's a celebration. Like it's Huge. it's so it's so diverse.
0: That's why it's overplayed. <laughs> by hook or by crook, they're in. And it's kind of been the story oh of the God. season. Up and down, good games here, bad stretches there. Allen's good, Allen's bad. Whatever the case is, they're in, and they're not just in, they have the potential. Knock on wood, they they get through the Steelers. They could host two playoff games, and I don't think anybody saw that coming even a week ago. So the Bills are in. Logan, I know you got plenty to say. Talk to me about are they a deserving <laughs> two seed or not? It's not
1: that I can't figure it out. I, it frustrates me, I guess I would say, because I remember us sitting in here and, and this season, more maybe so than ever, we've talked about every single week of the NFL. Maybe before, like I may not have done that before in my life. So to sit, I, obviously you talk about it, but to record a podcast and, and focus on it, the Bills were dead. They were 6 and 6. They fired their OC. Oh, Ken Dorsey gets fired. It's like what's going to happen. And ever since then, I think 5 and 1 is the stretch since they fired Ken Dorsey. So, they turned it around, and we talked about this last week is they didn't necessarily realize their potential this year, but they still end up as the 2 seed, they win the East. So, I guess I have to give them credit
0: in that fact, but And then it becomes a clean slate. I mean, nothing matters now except what happens in the next few weeks. Yeah, I just I just go back to like the Ravens down there and maybe it's not,
1: je- jealousy wouldn't be the right word, but maybe it's like disdain is the right word, but, so the Ravens beat the four, the 49ers on Christmas. It's like, oh, this game doesn't mean anything. They have to win next week to clinch the one seed. Then they decimate the Dolphins, clinch the one seed, and that's all good, and that's cool, and then it just so happens the last week of the year, oh yeah, if the Bills win this game against the Dolphins in Miami, they're the two seed somehow, and yeah. they still have to play in the first round. They're going to get a Steelers team minus TJ Watt, but... Um,
0: in some bad conditions, it sounds like.
1: I, yep. I guess I guess as I talk about it more, I'm okay with it. I'm coming around. I'm, I'm glad you and I are one and two at the top of the bracket. Well, um, me, and it's not a bracket, by the way. We can get into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me phrase it to you guys this way. A couple weeks ago, we were like, oh, if the Bills get in, they're, they're dangerous. That's a frisky team. That's a team you don't want to play. Now that they're the two seed, are they still that team, or is it now? Well, they're a contender. Well, they're on upset alert. Yeah, you you, you still don't want to Which play them. Which is it? Yeah,
3: you, you still don't want to play them, but they're not like they're not the frisky team. Like you right. said, they're a contender. They're frisky's the two not seed.
1: A, frisky's not a word you use to describe a two seed.
0: No, frisky yeah.
3: is the Texans, this six seed or whatever they are. Like four, four,
0: and they're on upset. They could be on Browns. upset alert. Although I don't Browns think frisky, anybody's yeah. thinking oh, crazy upset if it's Chiefs and Buffalo now, or Dolphins and Buffalo. It's just kind of a pretty, there's a lot of parody in this playoffs, I think, is what we're getting to. So let me jump into some of our segments here. The first one I wanted to start with and pose to you guys is your favorite storylines going into this playoffs. I know there's some obvious ones. Maybe there's some I'm not thinking of. I'm curious to see what you guys got in terms of your top ones. The overarching storyline, obviously now week 18's over
1: and we're playing for one of these boys.
0: <laughs> playing for a There's Super a Bowl ring. ring. There's a Super Bowl ring to slam down on the table. That's Back what we're here. playing for. Playing for one of these. All right. <laughs> one of us gets to take that home? Yeah, sure. All right. If your team there wins the go. Super Bowl. Um, I'm
1: looking at you, Kirk, and, and Johnny. Uh, maybe, David. No. could get hot, uh, but we'll get to you. Well, yeah. We'll you get can
0: to have me. that. That's from the Rams-Bengals Super Bowl. It was on a cupcake. <laughs> well, we got, <laughs> I got. I got a playoff prediction contest coming up here, so maybe we'll make that the prize for whoever comes out on top. <laughs> there we go. I like that. All right. Yeah. So talk that's to only me way about I could get
1: it overarching storyline <laughs> my favorite storyline is hmm, that's a good question I maybe who's gonna come out of the NFC can anybody meet the 49ers yeah um, because the Cowboys have looked good obviously you close the year with the commanders so that's always that's like a get right spot the Eagles have been falling obviously in recent weeks that's not a dig but, oh, but yeah, they, yeah. they could get hot and be playing in that championship game against you would assume the forty nine ers, the lions. What are they going to do in their first yeah. return to the playoffs with a division title? So, I think the best game of this weekend has to be that lions rams game uh, in terms of storylines. So one. that's that's the one I'll I'll talk about. David, what do you got?
2: I think the storylines are all the storylines. Like the <laughs> I, I, it's, I, I know appreciate, I was, appreciate I, you working hard on my question. No, but. <laughs> I I, only, I literally only say that because you just mentioned the whole Stafford versus Lions yeah. thing. There's McCarthy is facing the Packers and yeah. there, might, there might be a Flacco versus Ravens. There might be... There's a lot of these interesting... This former person of this team is now facing this team in the postseason. I think... That's what's making this particular season of the playoffs pretty interesting. Yeah, Johnny.
3: Mine is I'm sticking with the with the Rams Lions one of my favorite ones. Matthew Stafford revenge game. Sean McVay. uh, No, I don't want to be saying. I meant Jared Goff. Jared Goff revenge game. Who
0: Sean McVay knows very well.
3: Yeah. So like it's just oh,
0: it's just Detroit
3: football. So much fun. Detroit Lions haven't been there in forever. They're finally there. Like maybe they can if they can win a playoff game against their old quarterback who they love dearly down there. Big week in the state of Michigan. Uh, big the, week. Obviously, the Mike McCarthy one is always is, is always going to be good against he's playing his former team. I meant team. to ask you that.
0: Is the Mike McCarthy, does that have any juice as a Cowboys fan? Him um, playing his old team? Do you, as a I Cowboys fan, do you feel that at all, or is it not a big not deal? with McCarthy.
3: I feel it against specifically the Packers. I mean, obviously, McCarthy had a heavy hand in that, but to me, I picture we always have problems with the Packers in the playoffs, not Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. So I, w- I want to see us go in there and beat the Packers, even though it's not Mike McCarthy. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's not the same Packers team at all. But I you, do you, like you know how, how it is. These, these franchises have history. You get you get antsy when you play those teams who give you problems.
1: Well, I do like it. Feels like two of the top three like marquee franchises that the NFL has the offer has to offer. It's like Cowboys and Packers. It's, like yeah, it's mm. the, the
3: only thing you could do to make this even like more of a historic classic is to put it in Lambeau. Thankfully, it's not there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I will go with Joe Flacco. Lowhang yeah. it's the obvious one of the most obvious ones but this is pretty fun story. How about him see, being I want to see Flacco against Ravens. I just want to see How about happen. him being able to be rested yeah. last week. <laughs> they got to sit him down which I'm sure is much needed for a guy in going into his 40s. Cleveland cannot rest quarterbacks. It's insane that they got to oh, do that. Oh. And they're in maybe one of the better matchups this weekend. I and mean, that Browns Texans game yeah. I always, I think,
2: think Browns Texans is my favorite game. It's a
0: to- it's kind of a toss up especially the way the Texans are playing with Stroud on the field and he looks every bit the part since coming and, back from injury. And,
2: and because I just got laughed at for saying the storylines are all the storylines. The, story <laughs> uh, the Texans, how far CJ stock can take the how Texans far they this year. I think that's like maybe the most interesting one to me. All right. Which
0: players or coaches have the most to prove in this playoffs, whether it's legacy, whether it's job security, whether it's, Hey, meeting expectations, Anyone got one off the, the, the start? Nick Sirianni. Okay. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Everybody's coach? The, the Ravens, I believe, have have something to prove also. So, I mean, you can make this very personal. I'll start. Yeah. I'll say Lamar Jackson. He has a ton to... yeah. And that's not it's because my- I need him to prove it to me. I think Lamar himself has a lot to prove. Wants to prove, hey, I'm that guy. I'm that dude. I don't think
3: he should have a lot to prove. And I I like Lamar Jackson. You know where I'm coming from with the, MB- with the MVP debate. Allegedly. But, like, <laughs> but he... He shouldn't though. Like the dude is a I think he's successful that way. quarterback, but it, like the, that's the, but that's the storyline that remains. His playoff record is not the best, right? Exactly. So like
2: that's what people hang playoffs. up on. Oh, playoffs, playoffs. You playoffs. had this situation three, four years ago, and it, it went exact, poorly. Exactly. So now so I just, like, do with this time,
1: Lamar, and you guys can push back on me if you don't agree with this. But it seems like in this current iteration of quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson is the one that constantly has to deal with the goalpost moving. Maybe more so than any other quarterback on a regular basis. Um, he wins the MVP. It's it then turns to oh well he's not a great passer. He had 36 passing touchdowns that year, and then he improves as a passer. Oh it's he can't win in the playoffs. One in three in the playoffs. So that the his first playoff game uh, he was a rookie against the Chargers. They brought a great game plan. He almost brought him all the way back. I was at that game. It was wild card game 2018, the Titans game. That was just a combination of the Ravens being on some crazy run. They went they won their last. 12 games they went 14 and 2 that year they started 2 and 2 went 14 and 2 and the titans punched them in the mouth derrick henry punched them in the mouth that game i think that game helps in whatever this potential future game is i saw all the talk this week all the talk around baltimore sports was like they shouldn't sit guys down they shouldn't rest them lamar should play for a quarter against the steelers and i'm just like what are we doing? Lamar Jackson should play for a quarter just so he's not rusty in the playoffs. Like, if you think the rust versus rest debate, if you think it is a good idea to play a guy in a meaningless football in a game... a game that everyone's already forgotten about. And it, exactly. And it, it was the first game of the slate, and it was a disgusting, rainy game. Just to say, if he comes out and doesn't show up in the playoffs, oh, it was because he sat down. But no, he does. And I feel like he and every athlete, every quarterback is going to be like, I, I want that Super Bowl. I want to go get a Super Bowl. That's been his mantra since he got drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. So um, I think he he wants to prove it and no better shot than the president when you get the one seed because who knows if it lines up this well again. Both the coordinators could be gone after this season. That's how well the Ravens have played as a team. So I think he definitely has something to prove. And then John Harbaugh stuck around that team for yeah. almost two 15 years, if not longer. So yeah, I think he probably wants to get back to the mountaintop too or at least play for it.
3: I'll push back. I don't, It's not really a pushback, but I know how you feel with po- with with Lamar Jackson having the post being moved. That's the life of a Dallas yeah. Cowboy fan. I, I lived through Tony Romo. He was one of the best quarterbacks that we had in a long time. Cowboys fans hated him. Dak Prescott, there's a solid contingent of Cowboys fans who hate him He says he's not very good. He doesn't win in the playoffs. He only has 11... Uh, Eleven touchdowns to five interceptions in the in, in the playoffs. Sixteen hundred yards. The dude's great in the playoffs. Pretty solid. He he doesn't beat winning teams. We beat half the we, we beat half the, the playoff teams in the NFC slate already. So I know exactly where you're coming from in the goalposts moving. I think it's not really a pushback, but I'm just saying I know how you feel.
2: Yeah, no, I, get, I, think, oh. I think I think in general, high-profile quarterbacks get that. Unless that. your name's Patrick Mahomes, Unless, yeah. right? Yeah. Patrick. So I mean, Williams, I'm yeah. saying like Hurts also. Gets Speaking the of guys, have something yeah. to
0: prove. Patrick Mahomes is gonna have to play a true road game for the first time in his playoff career this season. They're the three seed. They're that's gonna crazy, have
2: the first road game. That's he's gonna have crazy. to, to probably to go, go, go on, the on the road. Oh,
0: that's a storyline we forgot
1: because the Dolphins lost to the Bills on a night they now have to go to Kansas City where it's supposed to be like negative oh. degrees. And we'll
3: get into that in our game preview, I think. But I, oh yeah, I'm excited. I think it's for gonna be game. one
0: of the coldest games on record, which oh. is saying something so for the history, for history of football. Bad for Miami. Anyone else got any players? Any coaches out there that got? some legacy playoffs here. I know you said Sirianni. Yeah, well, and
2: so it's collapsed to the point that people are legitimately thinking, does he survive this? Did Sirianni survive this kind of collapse? And I don't don't know where I stand on it. I'm not really, we need to fire Sirianni, but I'm also not going to be, Opposed to it, if Jeffrey Lurie decides to get you know bounced what? first round. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think and that
3: answers the question. He does have a ton to prove. Then you yeah, win 11 yeah. wins, you got to go to the playoffs. Well, they just and yeah, your job in question. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: See, so, yeah, and, and it's weird because I, obviously they, he just took them to the Super Bowl last year, so he did something really well. I don't know what it is this year. I, I think my it, assuming the Eagles don't turn this thing around and you know lose on Monday or whatever. I think the symbol of the season was the panic move of the defensive coordinator switching. I don't
1: how quickly the brotherly shove, or as we like to call it, the tush push, gets forgotten. (laughs) That would be the symbol of the season if this collapse happened. Yeah, the collapse doesn't happen. That was
0: that was a lot of talk. That's kind of gone away a little bit. I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I
2: but if you're looking, if people five years from now are thinking about the 2023 Eagles, how bad of a collapse that was, the first thing that I'm going to think about is how. They panicked and moved from Sean Desai to Matt Patricia. It's not like the defense was doing well under Desai, but they it got worse under Patricia and they they moved on from Desai after getting boat raced by Dallas and San Francisco. Two very, very good teams that are tough to face. Mm-hmm. Not and I and I don't even want to blame this. All, I'm not blaming this all on Patricia, obviously, because like it, I think it is very much a player issue as much as it is a coaching issue. But I wish Sirianni and company kind of recognized that and gave Desai a little bit of the benefit of the doubt instead of having this panicking move and having the, all these defensive players have to kind of relearn the terminology like and having Hassan Reddick, your best sack getter, up in coverage all the time. I'll mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I don't <clears> get it. So... That's a long-winded way of saying. I just I'm not sure Sirianni made a lot of the right calls this mm-hmm.
0: year. Anybody think Allen needs to get over the hump? Uh, it would certainly help him. Is yeah. there is there becoming a playoff? Peyton um, Manning esque. He, hey, say, if you if can't beat this guy or you can't beat that guy, are you ever going to really be one of the greats? Yeah,
3: I think Any of that. I, I I think he's got some s- something to prove. I mean, he, every time you play the Mahomes or the Burrows, you might be able to hang with them, but you haven't been able to put them away yet. So you. You got to do
1: it. I have a pushback about Josh Allen that I couldn't figure out a good spot to interject. Um, You sat in this room, in that chair specifically last Uh week and said he was going to have 50-plus touchdowns and should be in the MVP conversation.
0: Yeah. Didn't go well.
1: He did not finish... With fifty plus touchdowns, what do you get? He was at forty two entering that game. Boy, way off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was way off. Way off. He had forty two entering that game Sunday night, and what do you have? Maybe two touchdown passes. Two so forty four, nothing to scoff at total yeah. touchdowns, but way off of fifty. You were like fifty plus. He should be in the conversation. Um, yeah. So I also did some some math. Um, he had, I believe, it was a two two point two touchdown to turnover ratio. Um, Lamar Jackson's was three uh, to. Three point two or three to two or three to one, something like that. I left it on my desk, but if that's you want to for a conversation for another day. If you want we to can
3: talk, get in the MVP at the end, but it, all right. So if you, if we want to talk numbers, then Dak Prescott smokes Lamar all day. Uh,
0: but it's more than just numbers. That was the number. Well, two. if you go final grade, Allen's one. In what? Pro fan, fo- football. F- um. Yeah, the reference
3: final offensive. He's number quarterback one. He grades grade, number was,
0: one. So in, in EPA, grades third. I'm glad you bring up EPA. I was reading about it
1: um, because <laughs> you know the people that are much smarter about this than I am. We're talking about EPA in that Dolphins game. He had the two worst EPA plays of the night for the Bills, but he also had the three best. So that's perfect, Josh. That's, that's, like, that's quite decent. Yeah, that's Josh a ro- Allen. it's a roller coaster. So, but that. Begs me to ask
0: you the question. Does that mean that he's mid? Because if he has the lows (laughs) and the highs. I'm not going to name him the MVP. I no longer am on that train or whatever. But, I mean, I said 50. He got 44. I mean, what are we doing here? (laughs) I'm
1: just saying we need to check on it. But to come back to it. He has a lot, he has probably just as much to prove as Lamar does because yeah. the AFC has run through Patrick Mahomes for the better part of a half decade now. So Burrow had his year where he got to the Super Bowl. He beat Mahomes, right? So, but other than that, I think it's those two guys in the AFC. One person we haven't brought up in the NFC yet, um, and maybe because we have an Eagles fan and a Cowboys fan in the room, but I think uh, Kyle Shanahan has something to prove going into this into this postseason. One seed for the 49ers. He has still not captured a Super Bowl. Yeah. He, he has was, not. He was the offensive coordinator with that Falcon squad in 2016, that all-time Super Bowl collapse against the New England Patriots. He gets to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, loses that one, he gets yeah, back was, to the yeah, NFC ten Championship. 10-point lead in that game, I think. 10-point lead, yeah. I think, in the, the fourth third quarter. Was it the fourth, it maybe? Was the fourth, yeah. So, um, and then gets to the NFC Championship. Obviously, you lose your quarterback against the Eagles last year, but – the 49ers get talked about as one of these juggernaut teams, and they have no Super Bowl
0: rings in this era to show for it. So, no, that team, you're right, that team has a lot to prove, just period. Shanahan, obviously, but the team as itself, they've kept pretty much everyone intact. They obviously added McCaffrey, but for the most part, a lot of those guys are homegrown the Kittles, the Bosas, the Fred Warners. I mean, eventually, you got to get it done. You can keep getting these one and two seeds and going to NFC championships, but yeah, they got to get over the hump. In terms of teams, let's preview and pick some games. And then we'll get everyone out of here. We start with Browns at Texans. The Browns are two and a half point favorites. That is the 430 game on Saturday. I will go. I think the Browns get it done. I think the story continues for maybe one more week. I think the the rest does help a guy like Flacco. Amari Cooper quietly has turned into that guy again, who we saw with the Cowboys. And obviously the, the MO is defense. Two and a half point favorites. I'll take the Browns. And I think obviously Gamble responsibly, One hundred 800 gamble if you've got a problem. I think the points, are, I'll take the points too. I think minus two and a half is a fair number for the Browns in this game. David?
2: I'm picking the Browns too. Okay. I think the defense is just, just needs to be, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what I'm saying here. <laughs> just going Browns? Yeah, I'm just going Fair Browns. Fair enough.
0: Logan, are you going to ride the Stroud train here? And For the sake of conversation, I guess I <laughs> will right, I'll ride right. the Stroud train. <laughs>
1: uh, the, that game, that Colts-Texans game, to to it turned out to win the division, yeah. right? Was a great game. The Colts, all-time blunder at the end of the game there.
2: They drop they, away from probably winning the division. They take it's a time
1: crazy. out, but it's not even about the drop to me because that's going to happen. You're going to have that. Jonathan Taylor, how this year started, you sign him to a contract, he is your best player, and they even showed it on the broadcast, was on the sideline for a fourth and one play inside the 15. Where they were running it down their throat for the entire drive. And
2: and yet, the play call would have worked. No, it was a a good (laughs) play call. Yeah, but but you targeted a guy, I
3: think, who had six touches all
1: year. That's what I'm saying. In the most pivotal moment of the season, you already have lost your franchise quarterback that you drafted to start the year. You're with Gardner Minshew, who played maybe above his head for yeah. stretches of this mm-hmm. year, had a, had a good season. They were in contention in the last week of the mm-hmm. year. And then you say that's the, the play call was good. The execution, it could have been better for Minshew. It could have been better for, I believe it was Tyler Goodson that had the drop. Mm-hmm. He was pretty distraught afterwards. How could you not be? Yeah. But it, it comes back to me as a coach. Hey, one, we pay this guy a lot of money. Hey, he's a pretty darn good player. Three, he's been running it all over this yeah. defense. It, we, we need one yard. So I don't know about that decision, but, Transition back to the Texans. This has been the good ending for the Houston Texans after how the whole Deshaun Watson saga there ended because it takes you back. Uh, they had a, a great quarterback and then all everything happens with that. He wants out of there. He's gone. He's playing in Cleveland. Now he gets hurt. He's done for Cleveland. They get the second pick, so they don't get their choice of quarterback. They get uh, C.J. Stroud because the Panthers take Bryce Young. Worked out perfectly for him. Will Anderson Jr. is probably going to win Defensive yeah. Rookie of the Year. And then D'Amico Ryan's home run of a head coaching hire for that franchise. So I'll ride with them. I think the energy is going to be, the word I'll use is palpable for Houston in that playoff game. in the first one, first one of the the slate, It feels like Houston always ends up in that yeah, spot. So like
0: four 30 spot, yeah. Johnny. So uh,
3: underrated storyline, we didn't even talk about this. You just re- remind me of it. D'Amico Ryan's low key, a uh, coach of the year square off here. Whoever wins this game could yeah. get coach of the year because Stefanski has taken the Cleveland Browns out of the isn't ashes. voting just yeah regular voting was just regular I season should, it, it, it is a good storyline yeah because story like, yeah, I think they already voted didn't Wait, play. coach who of the year is, finalists do we who yeah do we like coach there? of the year finalists and not obviously whoever wins this game should, should I should get it I like I, Stefanski in the I coach still of the year. like I still like Stefanski and I like Stefanski in this game too okay. I think the defense is too good Stroud is love Stroud he's got an insane arm and I think he's only going to get better as as the years go on but he is still a rookie. The lights are going to be really, really bright for him. Nico the Collins
1: brothers. is a dog. Uh, wide yeah. receiver the also, the yeah, that dog. D-A-W-G.
0: The night game on Saturday, Logan mentioned it earlier, the Dolphins are heading to a very, very cold and what will most likely be a very hostile Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs maybe underperformed this year, some would say. They're still the three seed, but this doesn't feel like the Chiefs of old. However, it's Arrowhead, it's night, and it sounds like it is going to be a record low um, in terms of NFL standards, gonna, we're looking at maybe negative temps. I'm going to roll Burr. with the Chiefs. Yeah, I wish Joey Burr was playing in this game. <laughs> just call him Joey Burr. Yeah, Joey Burr. <laughs> I don't want to take this jo- podcast anymore. <laughs> Joey Burr. Uh, what is I'll go Chiefs. I, I think they got something to prove. I think Mahomes is ready to go. Kelsey will be involved early and often and the dolphins just seem to be falling apart at the seams and that a little, was a bad loss last is, week. Is this yeah. a little anti Mike McDaniel take 2 for you? No, cuz I don't like the Chiefs any better than the Dolphins. <laughs> but th- there's something wrong there in Miami. I-, I can't pinpoint it, but in big games they seem to come up short over and over and over again and this is yeah. the biggest one. It's winter go home. So, I think they'll come up short again. Give me the Chiefs. David?
2: Yeah, I exactly. I the Dolphins haven't it- Outside of the Dallas game on Christmas Eve, I guess they haven't been any of the actual really good teams. So I, I it's hard to to put my faith They're in hurt them. They're too. Mm-hmm. They're pretty yeah. banged up.
1: Bradley Chubb goes down for the year against yeah. Baltimore. That yeah. played a factor.
2: Jerome
0: Baker's out. Waddle and Moster haven't played in two weeks. So and I, uh, Chiefs and Arrowhead, right. it's hard to bet against. Fine, I'll be the contrarian. Oh, I, I keep having to go third, so
1: I'll pick the Dolphins. You'll this have one. to. You can pick whoever you want. <laughs> we're doing a don't no, keep, you? We pro- all agree. I have another time. one. I have another one. <laughs> I brought this one. It's up for grabs. But I'll pick the Dolphins just because everybody's thinking the Chiefs, right? And... It's just because it's the playoffs, your issues don't necessarily get fixed, right? So, yeah. yes, the Dolphins yeah. are hurt. The Dolphins still have Jalen Ramsey out there. That's a cornerback I like in a playoff game, sure. especially when there's no guy that's kind of stepped up and been the guy in that wide receiver room, maybe Rashi Rice for the Chiefs, and he's a rookie this year. So the de- Chiefs Tony. defense is good. The, the snow, it's going to be cold, and I know we say Miami, they like to the warm, their uniforms won't look good in the cold. That's I mean, that's just true. But <laughs> it's gonna impact the Chiefs too. Um, the yeah. weather will. Maybe they'll be able to adjust a little bit better. It will be loud in Arrowhead, but I'll go with the Dolphins in this one just because of exactly what you kinda laid out there is they always come up short in the big moments, always come up short in the big moments. They're on hard knocks, I'm sure they're hearing about it, right? So maybe this is the one. Maybe Devon A. Chan runs for he looks buck great, fifty, by the way. buck seventy five, and Tyree Kill return to Arrowhead. That's something we didn't even touch on yet. So maybe maybe the the moment lines up right, and I think it'll be a good game. Should be a shootout yeah. of a game, you would hope. Yeah. But so I'll go Dolphins and Tyree Kill taking it over his former team.
2: I never think of Kansas City as a freezing place to play. I in. know, but it's, it's always spri- cold. West yeah. Midwest. It's crazy. Yeah.
3: Um, I think this the deck is stacked too much against Miami in this one, because you you, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey turning up in a big game. He doesn't have the the. Chiefs don't really have that wide receiver that they can go to. What, but what the Chiefs do have is probably since you have when you have Patrick Mahomes on your team is a little help from the from the guys in black and white. Wow, I th- so and Jalen Ramsey is going to have a tough time if he can't play the game that he wants to play because you're playing yeah. against. Like I said, a stat. He was deck. just a name. They got some more guys they out there. They do have too, some more. Guy. I'm Eli just Apple. saying, it's going to be hard it's to play. An def- hour. It's going to be hard to play defense. Javon against, Holland. Uh, Again, we're just naming dudes now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cut
3: them off with
0: Dolphins defensive back. Next
3: hour, this podcast is na- naming random players. <laughs> name
0: all your Dolphins DBs for the last ten <laughs> that'll, years. That'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get charged extra for that. By the way, it's Chiefs minus four. Yeah. That yeah, right.
3: Yeah, that feels about right. It's zero degrees. Miami is a South Florida team. They never felt anything but below thirty degrees before. It's just, it's just too much again against them. Mike, the Dolphins feel like a lot of flash and not a lot of substance. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah.
0: All right. Moving on to Sunday slate: Steelers at Bills. Again, one eight hundred gambler. If you got a problem, gamble responsibly. If you don't, <laughs> the only reason I say that's because we're going to talk some lines here because this is a big number in what is going to be a bad weather game. It's Bills minus ten. But the over/under is 36 total points. I like the under. I like the Bills. I'm going to stand on my team. Two seed. We we lucked out here. We got what we needed. We're going to host one of the worst teams in the playoffs. Let's get this done. Knock on wood. But under 36 and a half, 27 mile an hour winds, 24 degrees, bad weather in Buffalo during playoff times. I'll take the Bills. But if you're into if you're into gambling and you want a little action on the game, under 36. Or Steelers cover Does this yeah. feel like a rat line? Minus 10. That's a big number,
2: but it's you think they got it for a reason. Under.
3: If, you're, if the, yeah. the total is 36
2: points, so you have a 10-point spread. It feels like, Vegas Contrarian usually knows something. I'll, I'll tell you what, for the bad weather it's supposed to be, it's kind of a shame for the Bills that they're facing a team from a city that also gets horrific weather. Yeah, this uh, is prime blue collar smash mouth yeah. football. The only I, thing I
0: like is if you got if you need a quarterback that can throw through twenty seven mile an hour wins, I like Allen over Rudy. Doesn't matter which
2: team yeah. it's to, but can throw through the twenty seven <laughs> yeah. mile per hour wins. <laughs> <It's fair>. Someone's <laughs> catching it. I, I I kind of expect James Cook to have a big day for Buffalo. I yeah, I, he'll I, need to. I will need to anyway, but I, I, I'll i pick Buffalo. I'll pick the Steelers against the spread, but I'll pick Buffalo. Okay. Game. Logan, what, who do you like?
1: I like the Bills. Um, I do the the points that they're giving the, the Steelers the plus ten it's definitely intriguing right uh, <laughs> since we're since we've opened that door um, and then the whole bad weather aspect all I can sit here and think about is uh, in the Dark Knight Rises when they, <laughs> when the whole stadium falls down that's that's Heinz Bane Field comes right? out yeah. and blows yeah. up uh, so, Highmark <laughs> yeah so
0: um,
1: <laughs> but I just I I don't know uh, the Steelers are. And maybe I sound biased coming out of my mouth. They beat the Ravens last week, but one of just the most, how did this team end up in the playoffs teams of all time? Right? No
0: TJ Watt, by the way, no TJ Watt, which is a big deal. I
1: I still think that defense um, against the bills offense will be a fun watch. Um, And then it's just, what can the Steelers offense do against that bills defense? That's depleted um, with a bunch of season ending injuries. So, I think the Bills are the better team. I'll pick the Bills in this one. The, the points are interesting, though. Okay, gamble responsibly.
3: <laughs> the quarterback that has helped the Steelers most so far this season doesn't even play for the Steelers. It's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's how they got into the yeah. playoffs. That's how they backed in speaking because Trevor of, Lawrence did not perform speak, well yeah, against the Titans. Of Duds. So. Steelers have no TJ Watt. Bad weather game. There's, I think Buffalo, even with their, even with them, their defense being banged up, it's still been a very good defense. Sean McDermott has always trotted out a very good defense against the held a that poor Dolphins offense. team to
0: fourteen points, by the way. Yeah, pretty so, banged
3: up. So I, I, I kind of smell a trap game a little bit, but it's the playoffs that shouldn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised that enter, we enter the fourth quarter and you're like, how are the Steelers still in this game or how are they ahead in this yeah. game? Still, though, no
0: T.J. Watt. There's just a lack of talent on the Steelers. Give me the Bills. Okay, clean sweep there. We move on to 430. It's Cowboys hosting the Packers. Cowboys, seven and a half point favorites. The total is 50. I feel chalk so far in this preview. So, um... I'm going to stay with it, though. I think the Cowboys, I think this is an easy one. I know people are high on Jordan Love. He's done something neither Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre did in their first season with the Packers, which is take his team to the playoffs. So he's already in good company and making waves there. But this team, I don't know what they're going to show the Cowboys that the Cowboys can't handle. I don't know what they bring to the table that is any better. Or gives them any advantage in this game. They're on the road. They don't have the better quarterback. They don't have the better offense. They don't have the better defense. So give me the, give me the Cowboys.
2: And not just because I'm a Cowboys hater, but I, I really want to pick Green Bay in this game just because I, it kind of do f- it. I'm not going Pickle, to, I'm it. not going to, I'm not going to, I, I'm not going to, so quit asking. All I can think about was from Nick Saban. Uh, but, uh, I really want to pick Green Bay just because it just feels like the Dallas dud of a game that Green Bay can Oh, believe me, I'm scared. On. I know, <laughs> but I, I'm i picking... I just don't think Green Bay has it yet. I don't think they have enough yet for for the upset. So I'll pick Dallas on it.
1: Okay. David opened the door for me. This is uh, one of my favorite matchups. Uh, Cowboys versus the Bright Lights and Meaningful Games uh, feels yeah. like time and time again. Ooh. I mean... And, and no, he ain't wrong. This is a... This is a uh, a result of me having watched football for now we will go on the better part of 13, 14 years and always hearing America's team, the, the Dallas Cowboys. And in my lifetime that I can remember watching football, even before I could remember watching football, what do those Dallas Cowboys have to show for? Let's get out of the 90s. Um, I say all that because I just like love that storyline every year. Um, I still have to pick Dallas. It's in Jerry's world. It's yeah. a Packers team that probably didn't expect to be in this position with the year one of the jordan love experience full-time starter so i'll go dallas and then it will set up for an interesting divisional class for them
2: my my fear is that dallas is just way overdue to finally break through that's my fear as an eagles fan is that dallas will finally win games that they johnny it have been guys, too
3: long you guys overdue i agree it's been too long <laughs> It's been way too long. I feel like Logan was trying to bait me into something right? I'm like, huh, he's just speaking facts. No, we don't it show up. A bait. It's just the truth. <laughs> it is <laughs> <laughs> No, you oh, you gotta be quicker than that. Um It's it yeah, it feels like Dallas should just overmatch them on everything, which means they won't. We like to play down. It's just it's the like you said, it's the bright lights. It's the playoffs. I said it since we lost to Arizona, we either we will either win one playoff game and lose in the divisional round or we will win in the wild card round I think we pull we get to the divisional round we'll see if we match up against next week but I'm not believe me I'm not as confident as one should be as a two seed
2: what's the spread in that game the spread seven. is Dallas by seven and a half are you getting that itch? No, you <laughs> no, feel it. I, the more already, we talk, one eight hundred cambler David. <laughs> I have always been interested in the spread. I never bet, but I have always All been right. interested in the spread. And I, I i don't know if I I don't know where I'd go in that direction if I did bet. Don't but, bet, and if you do, do so responsibly. Seven and, seven and a half.
0: and a half. Wow. Total is 50 and a half. This is where I do get out of get off chalk a little bit. Lions hosting the Rams. That is the Sunday night game. It is the Lions favored by three. Total 51 and a half, and I am taking the Rams to win outright. Mm-hmm. I think the Stafford coming home storyline, it's all fun. I think McVay, who knows golf very well, all fun. Detroit football, really exciting. Well, it was really exciting come Thanksgiving time, too, and they laid an egg in yeah. prime time to the Packers. Yeah. They've laid an egg a couple more times throughout this season, and I'm not sure that team is quite the juggernaut that everyone wanted them to be coming into the season. The Rams, however, might be the hottest team in football. Stafford's playing... Really good football. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua have become an awesome combo at receiver, and the defense is still pretty solid. Ben, don't break. That's what you need in the playoffs. Some playmakers and a Ben, don't break defense. Aaron Donald. Ah, big Donald. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Give me, give me the Rams
2: <laughs> outright. Yeah, I agree. I All right. The, 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 the Lions are a that lot. That scares me. I, yeah. I, the Lions are a lot like the Dolphins. They're a lot of fun. They haven't really won anything big. That Chiefs win in week in week one of the season one was without Kelsey and Chris Jones on the other side, and also a pick six that went through area is Tony's hands that the Lions should never yeah, have scored and, on. And nobody's the same so, team
3: now that they are in September. Well, right? that that yeah. too.
2: I just and the same thing too is big vain. was golf, and it just I it's. Again, just, it, might, it might be a little worrisome that we're picking the Rams here, but it just it it feels like a perfect scenario for the Lions to be all, fans to be all hyped up and everything, and it's not they're not there quite yet. Well,
0: maybe if, if Logan and I are on the same page here, we're in trouble. I, yeah. No, he's <laughs> running. He's tell me he, you're going just, Lions. He's just staying. In character. I'm taking the Lions. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are I know staying Staying character. It's,
3: <laughs> it's
1: it's Detroit. Their first home playoff game in how long? Yes, McVeigh knows golf. Off nose McVay. Sure. Maybe doesn't mean as much, but <laughs> 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 oh, that's all I got really to lean on in terms of that one. But uh, don't get me wrong. No no better motivator of men in the NFL right now than Dan Campbell. They're going to get up for that game. It's Sunday night. Like, I agree with the laid an egg thing on Thanksgiving. I do. The Rams are the hottest team in football right now. They stormed their way into the postseason.
2: So they went but, with Carson Wentz at quarterback last week. So, you know. yeah, And it essentially. <laughs>
3: Did they play? Who did they played The Niners? The Niners. The Niners. And the Niners it wasn't Niners. a they real win. Yeah, yeah it, it was come a preseason game. Yeah.
1: Cherry I'm picking just, over there. I'm, <laughs> um, but I'd give me the Lions. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a great game. I think the Rams will be in it the whole way. I think the Lions, it'll be back and forth. I think that Dallas blunder a couple of weeks ago will somehow come back to pay off in a good way Okay, for the Lions in this game.
3: Oh, I think they go for two and get it? So something, something, something breaks like the
1: right way after it breaking the wrong way for them in that game. Yeah, law of averages, right?
3: This is a home game for Stafford. Let's like he's going back yeah. home. He's not going to be faded. He's playing. He's played more Does in fourth Field. I I would be shocked really if he be.
0: got booed. I boo him. I would you, would you boo him? I boo him. Yeah. I love. You need to set the stage. Hey, this feel is, like
3: I I agree with you. Yeah.
0: As I don't know if if Detroit's built that way. Are we going to care more about Detroit winning the playoff <laughs> game for the first time. In how many years are Matt Stafford coming home for a quick game? And it, it, boo him.
3: Oh, on the flip side, you know who's who's had a better season than both Papuka Nakua and Cooper Cup? It's Amon Ross St. Brown, probably the most slept on wide yeah, receiver yeah. in the NFL right now. Top five in like every wide receiver category you could ask for. Oh, this
0: one's tough. What's the spread on this one? This is minus three in favor of the Lions. Lions favored by three points. That's typical for home. Man. Yeah, yeah they're, it's basically a pick em. They're getting the home field advantage. Uh, I, mm, man, this one's really, really hard. It's a good
2: Sunday night game, that's for Very sure. good
3: game. Give me the. I'm gonna break off a little bit. I'm gonna. My my heart tells me the Rams, but my my head tells me Lions. We'll go with Lions, but the Rams cover.
2: Okay, I like it. That's that's gonna be fun. And then finishing
0: off the first round here, the Eagles, the once unbeatable juggernaut of the NFL, can't be stopped. Won't be stopped. They're not hosting a playoff game. They're on the road to Tampa Bay. Which um, before we do any
1: picks, uh, I've heard the spin zones in this room. This might be the preferred path. Yeah,
2: (laughs) five seats where you want to be. I don't know that there is a better team to face for the Eagles on the Bucks. Who would the Eagles are favored by three?
3: Who would rather play the Packers or the Bucks? It's honestly tough,
0: at best. Steelers, (laughs) touche.
1: Nobody, nobody. First round (laughs) bye. I'm I'm
0: taking the Eagles. Mm. This is a good matchup for them to get right. I know that's disrespectful for the Bucks. They got some guys too. They're that's fun cool. to watch. This is a Baker Mayfield pod. But look, some point's going to get right, even a little right. And I think even the Eagles, I think even the Eagles Muscle getting a little off. right is enough to beat the Bucks. So I'll take I'll take the Eagles. Good get right spot for them and we'll see if they can build some momentum off it. Johnny, <laughs> Eagles or Bucks? That was funny. That was good.
1: The Kirk Lovison <laughs> show, <laughs> trying, to,
0: trying to bring it back around here. Oh Thank you. boy, you're
3: welcome. Um, honestly, obje- like I'm not saying it's just a troll. I think I'm taking the bucks on this one. Mike Evans still being Mike Evans. Chris Godwin. Baker Mayfield has a chance. Guys to, has a chance to make a name for himself in this one. Todd Bowles. i to. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Allstar. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Mike. Uh, it's it, Warren it, Sapp It's yeah. a home game Derek Brooks Oh legendary <laughs> T- Legendary Tampa defense Still are there Ronde Barber yeah. Okay that's enough Brad Johnson <laughs> oh, Brad Johnson Coveted Dallas Cowboys quarterback
2: I'll bring up Rondae Barber In front of Eagles fans Oh
3: so Or Brad Johnson We're in front of Cowboys fans. You
2: got bucks for real. Yeah, I got bucks.
3: Give me them. I think they got too, too much juice on, on on offense. And, and and like the, the David said, the the Eagles, like it seems to be more like, I'm more concerned about the Eagles offense than I am the defense, but it sounds like the defense is even worse off than the offense. So give me the bucks, Logan.
1: I have the bucks too. Okay. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, David. These two teams played earlier this
2: season in Tampa, right? And the, it was the Eagles' easiest one of the season.
1: That's yeah, and oh. and that that plays a factor in this for me. And then just the the greater factor of their last two games, they lost to a Cardinals team who I've called Frisky. I don't think the Cardinals are a bad team. I think they started the year without Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, so Kyler that,
2: Murray was a big X factor. Exactly. So
1: and then, but then they were playing for the chance to win the division. I mean, obviously they needed Dallas to lose, but it's not like they rested guys against the Giants. So yeah. I, I think. I don't know how or where it happened, but this dysfunction has just grown like a mushroom up into this Philadelphia Eagles team. And I think the Bucks will remember that early season game. I think they have just as much to prove as anybody in the playoff field. Oh, the NFC South so bad. The NFC South, so they went and won it. Yeah. Somebody had to. Somebody had to. So um, give me... I think it'll be a good game. Or Maybe good game's not the right word. I think it'll be a close game. <laughs> close game. <laughs> not good, um, but competitive. Close game. And then before I turn it over to you, I just... Not that I'm going to, I maybe should make this a segment, just my takeaways from David's tweets this week. But oh, I remember geez. you tweeting about it being the Monday game. This was like the exact scenario last year. Dallas played the Bucks in uh, the Monday night game. So yeah. that's my only takeaway on that.
2: But that's not it, even much of a
1: takeaway. It's just, that's why it's probably the Monday game. But now the floor is yours.
2: Uh, I, it's hard for me to believe in them at all at this point. Like obviously, there's defense. Just doesn't feel like they have anything in them at this point. The offense. There are moments in that Giants game on Sunday where i again. I don't know what that the Brian Johnson was thinking. Apparently, there are reports that the Panthers are uh, looking are interviewing Brian Johnson for their new head coaching position. Please, please go to Carolina. Please. Uh, here's the thing: the Buccaneers with something to play for on Sunday won nine nothing over Carolina. They won. <laughs> Three field goals. That's a solid point, though, against the Panthers. 9 nothing over the Panthers. So I'm not afraid of the Bucs. I said this last week. I'm more scared of the <laughs> Eagles. 24 uh, nothing at the half against the Giants. It was... I, was, I listened to an Eagles post-game podcast during the third quarter of the game. What? So Not yeah. plugging him. You'd see oh, the terium. only podcast you're allowed to listen to. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a live stream podcast Uh-oh. on YouTube. I was uh, like, how are they doing the post-game already? But is, did they start it early? They started it on YouTube. Oh, and geez. I was like, so it was the third quarter. It was literally right <laughs> as the third quarter started. I'm just going to listen to this now. Uh, but... Yeah, I have no faith in them, but I also just think they have one more win in them. I'm mm-hmm. not. I I'm going to pick the Eagles in this one. I don't. I don't foresee them changing and fixing things and going on a run here. But I, it's the Bucks, and I. They'll get a win against the Bucks. I think. All right. So
1: before you yeah. get us out of here, correct me if I'm wrong. If it goes this way, if the Cowboys beat the Packers, the Eagles beat the Bucks and the Rams beat the Lions, wouldn't it then be Cowboys and Eagles in round two? Yes. Showdown. Yes. I'm not saying you need to make the call NFL, but for the ratings of this podcast. If there is a script,
3: no. Also, I don't want that.
2: We then go over uh, who is actually officially in last place of the pick thing. Johnny. Was Johnny, Johnny, Johnny yeah. was officially in this week. playoff. So, yeah. So, I mean, Logan was in the basement for... Ninety percent of the season. <laughs> Look, dude, we yeah. were talking
1: about your bad we, football team. We don't need to bring up the picks. No, but you close
2: p- it no, out. No, no you close it out in the fourth quarter. We, we need we, we just needed to round it out. Krank is the champion. None of it matters because third.
0: now we're playing for a ring, boys. Yeah. There's a ring on this table. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's gold. It's shiny, and I want it more than anything. Are we just going to leave? Oh, are we just going to leave the ring on the table? I'm fine between podcasts. Yeah, because even if
3: people know that it's in here, they're never going to find this room.
1: Yeah, I have to thank your Philadelphia Eagles because if they would have won, I would have
0: tied with Johnny for last place. So, okay. (laughs) Please, if you like this coverage, if you like how we talk, if you like how we cover sports, please check out Johnny and Logan's stuff in both the morning times and and the interview. (laughs) Johnny <laughs> doesn't much sports. Johnny's got Johnny known for his unless, known for his breaking sports coverage. Unless in the it's a times. three man team now on our, on our staff. I, I was wrong. Yeah. David and Logan bring you all the coverage for winter sports morning times and daily review print editions. Just Please just check not, them out.
2: Just not the week to put me down, man. It is.
0: It's only going to get worse. Last thing before we get out of here really quick around the horn. Who are your two Super Bowl teams? Oh, you bugger. I can go first. Go um, for it.
1: The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Baltimore, nineteen ninety six, been there ever since, won two Super Bowls. They will be going from the AFC and they will be facing the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no. David,
0: you got it? Bills Niners. Bills Cowboys. Oh, Bills wow. Cowboys. Oh, I want that. I and actually I'm gonna want going to go that. through the Ravens we, to do it. We might, want, even,
1: we might not even have our mics on that week if that happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I don't want have, Me and David. I yeah. don't want
0: that. I think I'm going to have to get through your Ravens to do it. So we could be having another good podcast if, before then if we can get past the Steelers. Uh, uh, um, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, Ravens Niners.
1: Okay.
0: That's okay. who I kind of want to say. One's yeah, been I'm, going, I'm going
3: chalk on it, but those are two best teams, hands down.
1: If the Ravens are playing in the AFC Championship, I can make this announcement now. I will be boots on the ground at that game. Love I don't care what it costs me. Love it. I told my dad already before I came back up uh, from home over the holidays. I said, look, there's never been an AFC Championship Baltimore Ravens game
0: in Baltimore. So. Well,
2: we'll have to go past Joe Flacco first. Or CJ Stroud. Come on. <laughs>
0: All right. This All one's right. been fun. We're going to be doing this every Friday. Check us out on the Morning Times website or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, enjoy the football. Enjoy the local sports. Get out and support the community. See you next week. Go Jolly Farmer.